the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Hello and welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm your host, Louis Gonzalez, and uh, with me this week... I'm honored to speak with Executive Director of the Rocky Mountain Children's Health Foundation, Kathy Sandoval. Kathy, first of all, thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of the show and uh, for letting us know a little bit more about your organization. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. And thank you for this opportunity to talk about our work. Absolutely. I'm very excited to talk to you. So, Kathy, first of all, uh, why don't you tell the listeners more about yourself and how exactly you came to work for the organization? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, So I have been in nonprofit work for about 25 years now, probably closer to 30, so that ages me pretty well. Um, I actually grew up and started my career in northern Colorado in the Greeley-Fort Collins area, running nonprofits of various sizes. I've always felt that I wanted to be in a role in my career that gives something back to my community. I felt like I just have this urge to help. And so I've run several different nonprofits and wound up working for a hospital foundation, which really connected me with that mission of helping people through the worst moments of their life. Mm. Health crises are never fun. They can be expensive, extremely stressful. Um, But I also have a great passion for children. And so when this role opened up and I interviewed for it, I felt like it was the perfect blend of all of my passion and my experience, both in the healthcare space and in um, helping kids, especially kids who are suffering suffering from illness. Right. So I felt like it was, it was sort of in many ways meant to be for me to land here. I'm just so thrilled to be in this role. And so, Kathy, can you tell us about the origins and founding story of uh, Rocky Mountain Children's Health Foundation? What exactly is its establishment um, and mission? So uh, we were established as a nonprofit about 11 years ago, um, and we started under the auspices of um, Presbyterian St. Luke's in okay. Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. And, and back in that day, that hospital system was a nonprofit system. Hmm. They got absorbed or bought into by um, Health One, which is a for-profit healthcare system. They pay taxes and support their communities through those avenues, and so they do, you know, provide provide support for infra- infrastructure with their taxes, but they are not technically a nonprofit. Therefore, mm. they were not allowed to have a foundation for fundraising purposes. And so Rocky Mountain Children's Health Foundation was created to provide um, financial assistance for patients at those hospitals uh, who have children who are facing a health crisis. Mm. But we are a separate 501c3 nonprofit and we are able to serve any pediatric healthcare 
hospital or clinic that is having um, children who are identified as families who need some help. Right. And so we provide help in, in several different ways. We provide financial support, we provide emotional support, and then we provide nutritional support. Those are the three big buckets with the underlying mission or um, value that we recognize that this is, for parents, it's probably the roughest period of their life to have sure. a sick infant or child. And so we want to step up and help alleviate as many of the worries, paying for bills, paying for for rent, paying, you know, taking time off work so you can be with your child. We step in to help alleviate some of those worries so okay. they can focus on what really matters. And what really matters is being there for their child through that healthcare journey. So. Right. And so how exactly does Rocky Mountain Children's Health Foundation fulfill its mission of providing support to newborns, pediatric patients, and their families during challenging times like these? Yes. Um, so we work very closely with um, social workers and um, uh, patient navigators who are working in those hospitals and they identify these. So they're working closely with the, with the doctors and the nurses to identify families who might need a little extra help. And they, we have a whole referral process that they sort of learn that family's background. We have a shared sort of data portal and they refer them to us and they have identified their needs for us so we can assess it on our end and sort of, you know, that family's already been, um, they've already been, they're already very well known to the system and their, their needs are very specific and, and identified by healthcare professionals. And so our piece of it is to step up and meet those needs however they may present. And sometimes it may be um, oftentimes and for the most cases, it is uh, parents who have to take time off work. They're in the hospital with their child and so they, they need some assistance with their normal life, just their regular bills, right? right. So they need, they need re reliable transportation. Sometimes they're missing out on work, therefore missing out on hours. They might get behind on their rent or their mortgage payments. So we step up and pay for those types of bills so that they have a, a home to go to and the ability to provide food for their families, especially when they've missed out on work. Um, other ways that we step up and help, I mentioned that we provide nutritional support, right. and that that comes in the way of you know we'll offer meal cards and and uh, grocery cards so people can literally buy groceries, especially in these tough times when inflation is hitting everybody so hard. Mm -hmm. But the third area that we can help with that nutritional support is our mother's milk bank. Mm. And this is a very, um, it's a unique space that we, that we fulfill. It's very much like blood donation. If you think of blood donation, tissue donation, human milk donation is its own special niche, but it's okay. very similar to blood donation. Mm. And we have a milk bank that um, collects donated milk from, New, par new parents who have given birth who have excess milk, and they understand, they're referred to us, and they donate that milk. We gently process it to take out all of the bad things and keep 90% of the nutrition, basically. And then that milk goes out to our NICUs, our, our primary targets for that. Um, it is a very specialized service. It's a, it's, a, it's a very limited substance. And so we have to limit who we can give it to. And our first priority is our NICU patients, our neo-intensive mm. care unit babies, right. who are usually premature. And it is the um, special compounds with mother's milk 
that give that baby a really a much better chance at thriving. Mm. And so NICUs are our primary. Um, so we we provide that type of milk for NICUs across the state and indeed across the country. We are in 23 different states serving NICUs with this donated precious substance. And then um, the third way that we help our families who are in need is emotional support. Okay. We have, we have two canine programs with the understanding that there's something very special about the canine child bond that humans just can't touch. There's just something magical that happens. And so we have two different canine programs. The first one is PAWS. That stands for, um, what does that stand for? Um, I'm blanking on what that stands for. I okay. Forgive me, but um, that is our facility dog. Her name is Posey. And Posey is um, a dog that we acquired for. Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. Mm -hmm. She is a trained facility dog. She works the floors of that hospital with those kids who are going through painful and scary treatment. We purchased her for the hospital. She went through a very specialized two-year training program. And um, she goes with those kids. She jumps in their bed when they're having a bad day. She will be the one to get them out of bed when they need to get up and walk around. They get to walk her through the hallways when they don't want to get up. They don't feel well, but they need to get up. So the nurses encourage them to get up and walk Posey, and they're much more willing to do that. So Posey has a huge impact on those kids who are hospitalized. They're scared, and sure. oftentimes they're in pain. Um, and we actually just secured funding to get a second facility dog. So oh, that impact at the hospital is going to be doubled. And then uh, our other canine program is called the Stink Bug Project. Okay. It was started by a young lady who um, leaned on her own dog to get her through a very difficult medical challenge. And um, she started fundraising to start this program, which we have now inherited and we run it now. Mm. We're um, up to close to 150 dogs who have been matched with children mm. who are going through some kind of medical crisis. And these dogs go to a training program um, at the prison called Canine Companions. Okay. They go for four weeks of training, so they become very well-behaved, very tolerant dogs who have great temperaments. And in some cases, it's actually the family's own dog who has behavior problems. We will also put them through the training program. But those, those dogs get matched with kids who are facing a medical challenge and who are oftentimes isolated. They have a hard time making friends if they've got a walker or they're in a wheelchair or they've got something that makes them different. Right. Um, they need that best friend, and it is a lifelong pairing that we provide for them. So we pay for all the training, and those dogs um, make some happy, happy families. And it's ha good for the dogs, too. They often come out of shelters, so those dogs' mm. lives get, get changed, too. So those are the three ways that we step up to help families, indeed, across the state. I'm here today speaking with Kathy Sandoval. She's the executive director of the Rocky Mountain Children's Health Foundation. So, uh, Kathy, uh, could you describe the impact of your organization's support on the lives of the pediatric patients and families you serve? Gosh, that's pretty hard to quantify in one statement. Mm. Um, I can tell you that, for instance, our mother's milk bank, um, we dispense about 700,000 ounces of wow. this very precious product to babies who otherwise would maybe not fit, would not thrive as well. So that's a huge impact. So we're really helping little teeny tiny babies thrive across the country. Um, it, it, so otherwise, we give out about probably $600,000 in financial assistance mm -hmm. to folks who are having trouble keeping up with their bills, with their gas cards, their rents and mortgages. Um, 
and what else? Let's see. We make about 10 to 15 stink bug matches. We're, we're finding homes for about 10 to 15 dogs. It's a very labor-intensive process. So right. Um, we want to make sure that it's the right fit on both sides. So we, we're very careful with that. And then Posey, our dog at Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children, she literally helps you know, probably a thousand, I don't know how many touches she has on children in that hospital, but any child, you know, gets a visit from Posey and their whole visit is transformed. So probably, you know, hundreds at least, if not a, if not a thousand, you know, children are impacted by Posey at the hospital right. every year. Um, yeah. Well, you're talking about the uh, the mother's milk bank, and um, I have to ask you, are there enough human milk donors? <laughs> we are facing a bit of a, of a shortage at the moment, and it's not so much a shortage as it is a baby boom. Hmm. So okay. um, there are – the NICUs have a extraordinarily high number of births and babies who are needing our product, and so our orders – our demand is up. Um, and we do need to get the word out there to any parents – who um, find themselves in the situation of having excess milk and they would like to donate it so that some of these fragile babies have a much better chance at thriving. Um, and so we would love to hear from them. Anyone who is interested in learning more about how to donate milk, again, think of it sort of like donating blood. There are There's a process around it, but you can read all about it on our website, rmchildren.org. Click on Donate Milk and you can find out more about that. Um, we, we would there, there is a, a, a screening process that we would help the people through, and we try to make it as easy as possible. A person could also simply call us at 303-869-1888. So again, you could just simply go to rmchildren.org or call 303-869-1888 and um, speak to one of our specialists who would walk you through that process. And uh what what are the uh, criteria for families to qualify for assistance and support from the hospital? You know, that's one of the reasons that we partner with our social working team because they, they, they're the ones who we rely, again, on in our navigating teams, our patient navigating teams, to, uh, to uh, refer them to us, for us. And uh, could you provide some insights into uh, the role of community involvement and support in achieving the uh, organization's goals and objectives? Oh, yeah. there's. We are in a very fortunate position that we have some amazing partners who step up for us um, every single year. Uh, our mission is, is just so compelling and it's just so impactful um, that we are in a very fortunate position that we have corporate sponsors, we have corporate supporters, we have lots of private donors who give us financial gifts, and you can always go to rmchildren.org to do that and learn more. But also we just have community champions who are willing to share the good word about what we do, follow us on social media. Um, you know, they are they do some third-party fundraisers in some cases. And so there are lots of ways people can step up and help support us. Would you say there are specific challenges or obstacles that the uh, foundation faces in achieving its mission? And how does the organization overcome them? Gosh, yeah, there, there are always obstacles. I think um, right now one of our big obstacles is, again, um, getting the word out, getting more um, human milk donors involved and in, in donating their excess milk to us. So that's our biggest need at the moment. Okay. Um, beyond that, I think just raising awareness about who we are, I feel like because we are not associated with any one hospital specifically. Okay. 
um, were kind of a well-kept secret. So huh. um, we would like to get more social, we would like to get more media presence in general and sort of spread the word about who we are, what we do, and how we can help in various communities and how, in turn, those communities can support us. So it's really an awareness issue is a big issue for us right now. Um, All right. I'm speaking with uh, Kathy Sandoval. She is the executive director for the Rocky Mountain Children's Health Foundation. And uh, Kathy, do you collaborate with um, healthcare institutions and other organizations to try to extend support and reach a wider audience in the community? Oh, yeah. We have lots of community partners who help us do that. So um, every single hospital in the state who that has a pediatric department is considered one of our partners because they're the ones who are making referrals to us and they're the ones who tell the people in need about us and how we can help. Um, so there's definitely that. Various um, like um, health departments are aware of us and they are partners with us as well and they can make referrals through for people to go to various clinics or hospitals to access our services or find out more about our milk bank um, if they would like to try and receive um, outpatient milk there is a there is a process for that and there is a a way that we vet those those um, parents who are looking for supplemental milk for their for their newborns Um, so we do have word of mouth and we also have professionals in the field who are out there talking to actual patients about mm. what we do and how we can help. And uh, can you shed any light on any um, upcoming events, campaigns, or fundraisers organized by the foundation? Uh, perhaps our listeners uh, might know uh, and want to participate in. Yeah, absolutely. We have um, actually upcoming on October 6th, so in just over a week. Um, on, that's a Friday. We are doing the Mother's Milk Healthy Baby Summit, and that's going to be held at the Bridge Community Center in Arvada. It is an educational conference that brings together experts and practitioners in lactation and early childhood to promote the need for greater equity in en- infant and maternal care and to em- empower those attendees with tools to improve human milk feeding and other outcomes for birthing parents and babies. That is a pretty specialized audience. It's for professionals in that space okay. who would like to learn more about how to promote equity among the breastfeeding breastfeeding population, and it's also for professionals working in that field who need to keep up their education credits. We can learn more about that at rmchildren.org and click on Events Healthy Baby Summit for more information. We do have scholarships available for people who would like to attend and learn more about that. Um, In addition to that, so that's more of an educational event that we have. Um, We have two big fundraising events throughout the year. One is in February, and it's called Kaleidoscope, and that's our biggest fundraiser. Um, And that's where we really – we hold it at the Ritz-Carlton in downtown Denver. Again, you can learn more about that on our website um, to learn how to to become a sponsor or a donor or an attendee. It is a very um, top-shelf event. It's it's pretty fancy. We'll spoil the heck out of you if you come to that event. And then the other event is held in September at the Denver Botanic Gardens, who are one of our great partners. And um, that event is more – centered on celebrating some of the healthcare heroes who work with us to really make the impact happen. Those are the people who are actually working with the sick children and their families day to day, day in and day out, doing the truly hard work. And we put the spotlight on them and we celebrate their success. And that is called the Cradling Hearts Celebration. 
So earlier, we were talking about the uh, Mother's Milk Bank, and you were saying how there was a baby boom. Now, would you say that most of that could be attributed to uh, (laughs) COVID-19? Well, who knows on these types of trends, but it could well be, yes. (laughs) Well, how exactly has the uh, pandemic affected the operations and services of the foundation? You know, we didn't, just like anything else, we did not escape the impact of that. And actually what happened is we wound up with far more donated mother's milk in this case mm. than we had customers for. And okay. the reason for that was that the, so many hospitals were shutting down, you know, for COVID protocols and they just weren't ordering as much milk. There were so many concerns about keeping everybody safe that the orders, um, the demand for it just kind of plummeted. That is a big revenue source for us. And mm. so that was economically, it was a big impact. And our volunteer base kind of dissolved during COVID, too. So we had a pretty dedicated, poor group of volunteers um, who decided to kind of retire. And um, we're slowly trying to get them back. But um, so probably those two ways, it was a real financial impact for us from which we have recovered. Okay. um, But also just um, our volunteer base. But, yeah, COVID, COVID has had some interesting impact for everybody, I think. So, Kathy, are there plans to expand the programs uh, geographically or maybe introduce new programs in the near future? Oh, gosh, yeah. So we are definitely of a growth mindset, and we recognize that our our reach of support could probably easily grow to all four corners of our state. And so for me and my team, it's really about identifying where are the geographic areas that are most in need Mm -hmm. and how can we grow to meet that need Um, without overwhelming my team. So it's that sustained growth model. So we don't want to take on too much at once. At the same time, we recognize we're all helpers here. We want to make, we want to, we want to fulfill our mission. So we are eager to identify those areas that are underserved. So our big goal for 24 is to have a bigger presence and a bigger impact in rural Colorado, which I know that this is a big thing. Like, there are just fewer services in rural communities. So we feel like we can step up and really work with some of the local healthcare clinics in those areas and try to do some outreach so we can offer our um, our network of support to those families who probably are suffering and don't have any, any recourse. Mm. Um, so again, the, the trick there, though, is to grow at a sustainable pace so that we have the funding to make it happen, I have the staffing to make it happen, and we have the, the processes on our end so that we're not you know, taking off too much at one time. Um, But eventually we do want to grow our geographic area. We're kind of focused in the Denver metro area right now. We do have a presence. We have some, we have some presence in Northern Colorado, but we could certainly, we could certainly do more. And unfortunately, like I mentioned earlier, um, inflation has really taken a bite out of people's ability to just pay their basic bills. And then you throw a medical crisis into the mix and suddenly you've got a catastrophe. Things that were difficult before now become impossible. Um, so I'll tell you a quick story. Mm-hmm. Like We recently served a family coming from eastern Colorado. They had to drive a very to make it to one of the children's hospitals in Denver um, for their child who was on an organ transplant list. In order to stay on that transplant list, that child has to come for these specialist appointments multiple times a week. Mm. So you can imagine doing that round trip multiple times a week for many, many weeks leading up to the actual procedure and afterwards 
at any point, if they miss appointments, that child is at real risk of being removed from the list of organs available. Wow which would have devastating and probably life-ending consequences. So we had a family who very gratefully got on the organ donor list. And during their drive-in for their appoint- one of their appointments, their car broke down and they couldn't make it to that appointment. We were able to scramble and step up, help them get that car repair bill paid so they could continue to make their appointments for their child. And so literally something as small as a $500 car repair helped ensure this child's life wouldn't be at risk. That's the type of thing that we do. Wow. So, Kathy, if listeners wanted to help, how could they and where could they go to learn more? Well, really, our website is the best place to go, rmchildren.org. You can learn all about all of our various different programs and all the different ways we step up to help families and, in turn, how they could they could support us if they would like. So we are always taking, of course, financial contributions. I mentioned something as simple as following us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Okay. Following our posts and reposting them for us is hugely impactful in today's world. Absolutely. Um, you know, so those are some really, really easy ways people can step up and help us. Um, All right. And, and lastly, what uh, what message or call to action would you like to share with our audience to encourage support and involvement with Rocky Mountain Children's Health Foundation? I would say, uh, you know, the, again, I don't mean to just be repeating myself, but um, helping spread the word about who we are and what we do by engaging with us on social media. Um, also, just referring their people in their networks who might benefit from our services or who also might like to get involved. I mean, that word of mouth is hugely important. If they knew new, know new parents who might be in need of mother's milk or who might be willing to donate, that is our biggest need right now. Um, just spreading that word for us would be hugely impactful. Well, Kathy Sandoval, Executive Director for the Rocky Mountain Children's Health Foundation, thank you so much for uh, being a part of life in Colorado, and I sincerely hope that all our listeners can help out in whatever way they can, and I wish you a good day. Thank you so much. You you as well. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.